Hello and welcome to the NZ Ahead podcast. Today we've got a slightly different show for you. Um, Bri's not here and I'm going to be chatting to a guy called Carl who moved from America to New Zealand and he is going to be sharing some great tips with you on massive mistakes that he made. Um, you'll get to hear more about the story on the podcast, but what it is, is Carl joined our private NZ Ahead membership group about a year ago. And we supported him with everyone else in that group to move to New Zealand. And he actually ended up moving it to the same village that we live in, Okura. Um, and we've become friends. So it's just it's just the most bizarre thing. This guy and his family are over in California one, you know, when we first meet them and now they live down the road from us. So that is just it's so cool. He is such an energetic a vibrant guy. You are going to love, love, love this interview and just letting him tell you all about the mistakes he made. Um, before we jump into the show, I just want to say that if you haven't yet taken our free five-day video guide on moving to New Zealand, what it's like in New Zealand, um, it's a free five-day guide where we send you a video every day telling you some aspect of what life is like in New Zealand. Um, me and Brian went around New Zealand making these little videos and painstakingly putting them together and just sharing little things about New Zealand that you well, I was going to say you probably, but actually I can I can actually say with confidence, you definitely won't find this on the internet. <laughs> um, it's just little things that stood out to New Zealand about us. Anyway, so you can take that free five-day video guide and like I say, absolutely free. And when you get to the end on day five, you will be given details of how to join the private NZ Ahead membership community group that me and Carl keep referring to. You've heard us talk about this loads on this show. It's something that is, it's such a valuable, brilliant resource. Um, but in case you are new and you, you're thinking, what are they talking about? It's a private community group that me and Brian set up for people, like-minded people like yourself who are thinking of moving to New Zealand and just want the answers and the support and a big community around them just to help them along the way. Um, we've got channels in that community group for everything, everything that you can think of about moving to New Zealand. We've got an immigration channel with an immigration advisor in there. We've got what it costs channel. We've got kids channel. We've got technology channel. We've got well, South Island, North Island channel. We've got there's about 15 channels in there. I'm not going to name them all, but it's made up of the most gorgeous, gorgeous people. Um, I always say like attracts like, and I couldn't have asked, me and Brian couldn't have asked for a better group of people to spend our time with, our, you know, the, to share that dream of moving to New Zealand and to make that dream become a reality. I just couldn't, we couldn't have asked for better people in this group. And Carl is one of those members. So yeah, take that free five-day video guide. And when you get to day five, you are given the option, if you want to take things further and join the community, to get that free video guide, go to www.nzahead.com slash free. That's F R. E, in case you can't understand my accent. So I'll say it again. It's www.nzahead.com forward slash free. 
had to think about that for the moment because I haven't got Brian here to help me. <laughs> so sit back, enjoy the show, and let's meet Carl B. Got it, got it, got it. Welcome to the NZ Ahead podcast. Everything you need to know about moving to and living in New Zealand. There's a whole world here. So nice to be with you again. We call Octorora on here, bro. We are your hosts, Liz and Brian. Amazing New Zealand in the Southern Seas. See, that's where I belong. That's home. I am so excited, Carl B, to have you back on the show. Um, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Liz. It's uh, a lot has changed since I talked to you back in March of 2022, or April, rather. It has. And just for those people that don't know, this is the second time that Carl has been on this podcast. He is a regular guest now. We also interviewed him um, being a teacher in New Zealand where you brought some brilliant, brilliant points about how to get your registration changed over and to become a teacher in, in New Zealand when you come in from the US. And just to give you a little bit of a backstory, actually, no, you tell us, you tell us what has changed since I last talked to you. When I spoke to you last, you were in the States, you were planning to come over to New Zealand, and now you've been here how many months? Uh, five months now. Right. Tell us what's happened then, Carl. Fill us in. Well, first of all, Our just tell me about you and your family and your journey for those people that don't know you. Sure thing. So. Um... I have a wife, Chrissy, and a son, Clark. And back in November of 2022, um, we decided let's move to New Zealand. And we ran into your podcast as the first thing, consumed it wholeheartedly, and began our journey. Um, when I talked to you last in April of 2022, I had just been approved for my teaching credential, which was a massive uh, effort. And then since then, uh, we got our visas and uh, we moved to a region called Taranaki. You might be familiar with it. <laughs> and uh, we're in the city of Okura, which we're neighbors, Liz. We can are. you believe it? I know. I can. <laughs> and, um, and one of the key aspects of getting to New Zealand is securing that job. And you know how tricky it is to secure a job before you have a visa. And they kind of, they swirl around each other in an impossible spiral. But, um, I have to say my family will be forever grateful for you because Brian's recommendation got me my first job in New Zealand and allowed us to come out here. So thank you so much again for that. Um, it's been massive. Um, and we absolutely adore New Zealand and Okura is a magical place. Oh. Just, just stunning. And I, for the life of me, Liz, I will never forget flying into New Plymouth on a clear winter day and seeing uh, uh, Mount Taranaki with its snow-covered peaks mm. and just breathtaking beauty of this area in which you live. And um, a lot has transpired since then. I made a lot of mistakes. Some might even call them um, tragic mistakes, <laughs> um, which is why I'm here to talk to you. Hopefully people will not make the same mistakes that I made uh, moving over. First of all, I love that you are our neighbors and I'm gonna just share something. First of all, no, first of all, rewind. First of all, when you described flying into New Plymouth and seeing Mount Tadanaki and just that the hairs on my arms, I don't know if you can see on the camera, but it was just like, there is something so magical about this place. That being said, 
it's fine. You don't have to come and live here. You can go and live in Auckland and Wellington as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's nice, but it's not that nice. (laughs) But yeah, you moved over here and we, you had us round to your house for Christmas. I'm just going to share this with the audience before we get into your tragic mistakes that you made about moving to New Zealand. You had us round to your house for Christmas drinks, which was very, well, for Christmas day, for Christmas uh, meal, which was very, very lovely. And we are officially nominating you, Carl, and your wife, Chrissy, as the best cocktail makers that we have ever come across. And we've known some cocktail makers. We've worked in Greece. We've worked in Canada, in France, we've England. We've known lots of cocktails, but no one beats your cocktails, your margaritas, and your mudslide. I loved it. Thank you so much. And... Um... Yeah, we have both my wife and I have a history. She was a uh, she was a bartender. I was actually um, a regular on another show as the as the uh, bartender on that show. So we have a bunch for you. And if you like the mudslide and the margarita, we got some more good stuff coming as the seasons go through New Zealand. But thank you. I'm excited. And I'm also equally excited to hear about your five tragic mistakes that you made. And they were, they, they really, they really affected you and your move to New Zealand. Um, And hopefully if you're listening to this and you're moving to New Zealand, you will not make the same mistakes as Carla is about to share. So number one, Carl, was you said it was how to handle how to handle a telephone number when moving to New Zealand. What's that all about then? You know, Liz, it is such a simple thing, but at the same time, um, such a massive ordeal. So obviously, when you have an international number, you can't use it in New Zealand. And yet the way 2023 works And in recent years work, your identity is stored in your telephone. And whenever you want to do anything with the bank or a credit card, actually even any number of things, they will send you a code to your telephone and they will send it to whatever phone you registered with. And so if you come to New Zealand and say, hey, I'm going to start up a new telephone number and just slowly change over my utilities, you're blowing up a massive part of your life. So um what i did you're so dramatic what i did well <laughs> i love it being locked out of your banks for three to four weeks is stressful yes so what happened was is i came over here and my intent was to get a a, a sim card for new zealand when i got here pop it in my phone and then jump on and port out my old number to Google Voice. And a lot of people do this, and there's a lot of people on your amazing Slack group that will help you through this process. Well, what happens is, is they send a code to authorize to your old number to switch over to Google Voice. So what happens is if you don't have access to that old number, you can't switch. And so there's a very... And then your bank won't send you money if you don't switch. Your credit cards, if they see a suspicious transaction, well, guess what? Shopping in a new country is suspicious. They won't credit you. So I ended up for weeks um, having these huge, massive problems. And if it wasn't for my wife coming to the rescue two weeks later with a SIM card from the States with an international login, I would have been, I I might have had to fly home to the United States to get this all sorted out. So what did you get? Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> so just 
just to get this straight, uh, I'm, I'm going to give an order to save everyone a hassle. Okay. Do not get rid of your old SIM card. When you come over to New Zealand from wherever, look into an international plan. Most companies will offer you um, for $10 a day the right to make as many phone calls and texts as you want to, um, to the homeland. And this will give you some time to play swap a SIM card. And that's actually what ended up working best with all these authorization codes. So you come here, you get your new phone number, you use your u- new phone number for all the things you need here. The banks won't accept an international number. Um, things like trade me won't accept an international number. All sorts of things want a local number before they'll deal with you. So you save your at-home number on one SIM card and you kind of toggle back and forth until things have been settled and then you can port over to Google and then you can make it work out. Um, Otherwise, you can find your bank accounts um, frozen. Um, As I said, credit cards, you can find all sorts of little things like Spotify accounts. Just you, you can't believe how many things are on those authorization codes. It's just nuts. Even your, even your email. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how did it oh, look at you with your little green drink? Well, look well, at me. An apple martini. I do. What, why am I having a boring old tea when you're an Af- apple martini? Um, Carl, tell me, how did you get, how, when you say Chrissy saved your bacon, how did she do that? So Chrissy, and, and we'll get to this um, in our next point of tragic mistakes to avoid, happened to still be in the States when I arrived out here in uh, Okura. And what she did is she went to our carrier, which at the time was AT&T, asked for a SIM card, got it to me, and um, then I was able to activate the international plan and start moving everything back and forth. But if you don't have both for, I would say, of a period of almost a month, it gets very tricky navigating today's times. You know, everything is fraud-based, and you really need a period of time where you have both. Otherwise, it can blow up all aspects. And for me, the biggest aspect was I was locked out of my bank accounts. And so I had a credit card and I lived on it, Um, but it would have been so much better had I just held on to both cards, the one that I have from the States and the new one I got from Vodafone when I got here, um, and then just played switch back and forth until things were settled enough that I could set up a Google Voice. And to set up the Google Voice, you would need um, an IP address switcher because they don't use Google Voice in New Zealand. But as of now, I live on my New Zealand phone number, but I can still get codes um, through. And for those people who are like, Carl, what about Skype? Can't you just get a Skype number? The numbers they issue you on Skype have been used and reused to the point where you are constantly getting random phone calls and random chats and it it just didn't work out for me. Mm-hmm. So phone number, keep both, keep both SIM cards and expect to spend $10 a day American and you know whatever it is for your rate in England or Canada or where you're ever coming from. Just expect to spend that as part of your cost, I would say for the first 10 to 15 days until things are settled. And then you can end your account back home and switch over to Google. That is such good advice. I wouldn't have thought of that, to be honest. I would never have thought of that. That is brilliant advice. You just wonder, don't you, Carl? You just think, imagine if you came over here and like you were a real hippie and you just wanted to come and just live in the woods and just drink, you know, coconut milk or whatever and just live off 
nothing and you just thought oh no that's it no technology for me i'm not having a phone i'm you know you couldn't as much as you'd want to like you say everything is tied to a silly little code that comes through on your phone you know just it's not it's not fair is it if you want to just be a hippie and go off <laughs> into the hips into the hills that that bohemian uh, lifestyle yeah. that you speak is tougher and tougher to get yeah. Um, you're right. It, it really, it's not feasible, especially if you want to do things like live in a place and have a family. Exactly. Yeah, no, so true. Um, for those of you who don't know, Carl is a teacher and he's super organized. He's very, very, it, it, look, when we were just starting this interview, I said to Carl, Carl, tell me what my show is going to be about today. And he said, well, Liz, we're going to be talking about this, this and that. Do you know, you're my favorite guest because I don't have to do anything apart from just sit back and listen to all your hard work that you've put into place where everything is in bullet points and orders and you're a great guest. I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to say. Oh, thank you. Okay, number two. Go on then. What was your number two tragic mistake that you made? Oh, okay. So in order to get number two, medication, if you want to put it out there. Um, Not medication. medication. I'm sorry. Medicals. Medicals. Um, When you come to New Zealand, you must see a doctor that clears you for your medicals. Um, New Zealand is particularly interested in tuberculosis. um, And interestingly enough, the doctors that New Zealand will accept through immigration are few and far between. Um, There's about three in the United States. And I have talked to people who have moved out here um, and had to fly many states away to get a, a an appointment with these doctors. And for those of you who are like, oh, let's then we'll get the doctor's appointment taken care of now. Well, the the certification only lasts for a certain amount of time. So you got to really work at the right time to make this happen. By the way, if you do not have an immigration advisor, I highly recommend one. Um, I used um, New Zealand Shores. Julia Cook over there is amazing. Um, is it Fabian? Yes, Fabian. Yep, yep. Fabian is amazing. People, if you're moving a family, don't leave this to chance. There's there's enough to mess up with their help, let alone all the missteps you can make without them. And they certainly don't do everything for you, but they will catch some major problems, such as when it is time to sign up for your medical exam. So they went ahead and said, Carl, this is looking great. It's time to get your meds done or your medical examination. So we luckily had one in Los Angeles. Uh, We drove on down, Clark, Chrissy, and myself, and we got our exams and they make you fill out 20 pages of paperwork per person. And this is where we went wrong. For every medication you have, you have to have a reason. And Chrissy said it was it was fine to share this with you guys, but she takes um, medication for anxiety. And the only box that was next to that medication was severe anxiety. That's what New Zealand offered. Well, my wife doesn't have severe anxiety. She has mild anxiety. So she left the box blank. We do our evaluations. Everything seems great. Four weeks later, I get a message from New Zealand saying, congratulations, um, you have been approved for your visa. However, your wife and son have not. The next day, Chrissy gets a note that says, you have been denied for medical reasons. That's it. 
It doesn't say what medical reason it is. So she's like, now they did chest x-rays. Is it TB? Does she have cancer? Did they find something? Two sleepless nights before we finally got through and found out, oh no, there's a medication that was unanswered for. That little box for her medication that she didn't check up blew us up. Um, And funny story about the anxiety, Liz. I told this story to my next door neighbor, um, the one that lives kind of up the street as opposed to down where you guys live. And I was telling this story and a guy goes, wait a minute, what's this story? And I go, what do you work for? And he goes, I, I work for immigration. Oh, and I really? said, what department? He goes, he goes, I'm the head of medical. Can you, can you pass something along? As we speak, he is going back to his team where the, he's trying to make it so they include the reason for denial as opposed to just flat out denial. But what is the chances that's just of a funny- that? Everything about this, from Bri getting me the job at Green School and everything, is just so serendipitous. Um, my wife likens me to a clumsy cat, where I keep going for it, hitting you know the tree, and then landing on my feet anyway. I just keep getting lucky. Um, oh, but, but what, is the, what? Sorry, go on, go on, go on. So anyway, the odds of that happening. So right now, it actually might be changed, but it stress. So here's the fallout of what happened. I had a job to start because of that one box. My family couldn't go with me to New Zealand. We were told that it could have been approved anywhere between one and 40 months. Our house was already sold. She had two weeks to live in it. I spent every night of my first two weeks on the phone, either canceling plane tickets, which took about two and a half hours to get through or talking to immigration. And finally about, 12 days into my stay in New Zealand, I had a breakdown with the person on the phone. And I'm like, my son just had surgery. My wife's getting evicted from our house. Please help us. Because it, she resubmitted the paperwork. She contacted the doctor. But the processing time is the processing time. And she said, look, here's the name of your case manager. If you use this specific wording in the subject line, he has to respond. And within 24 hours, their visas were approved. Uh, Chrissy wrote the note and everything happened, but it was night after night of dogged persistent went persistence. I lost in my first few months of being here, um, five kilos. And for you Americans, you know, 11 pounds, um, adjust from the stress of everything that went happened. Oh. So the moral of the story is when you do your medicals, don't worry about painting a poor picture of your health. New Zealand has boxes to check off. And if all the boxes aren't checked, they will summarily deny you. Nice. Oh, that is such a good story. Before we move on, what, so what, what, what was it that you had to put in the subject line? What was the magic words that you had to say? I had to, we had to click a reason for the medication. Um, it would just, it had she clicked severe anxiety, even though it wasn't what it was, it would have satisfied the reason for the medication. So if you have a medication and you have um, no reason as to why you're taking it, boom, you're done. They will put you in a waiting queue and get to you when they get to you. And uh, immigration is, it takes its time um, in New Zealand. Um, I'm sure it takes its time everywhere. Uh, But just don't worry about the picture you paint. Make sure everything has a reason and don't get held up like I did with my family. 
Okay, but you know when they said to you, okay, Carl, you're at the end of the tether now, just send this email and make sure you use these exact words in the title and you will get answered straight away. Can you remember what the exact words were? Was it just like, help me or? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry. Uh, No, the, the words, she sent me the case manager and it was urgent in need of review, I believe what it was. Right. Okay. But you would never know your case manager unless you sent through the hours and hours. And Liz, they have four songs on their hold music, <laughs> and they're not a- afraid to play the same song three times in a row. <laughs> if I hear those songs to those day to this day, I get the shivers. It is, oh. it's awful. But anyway, yes, be careful on your medical exam. Don't don't try to beat the system. Don't try to paint a better picture of yourself. Just answer honestly and clearly. So you don't get flagged. That is such a such such good advice. Thanks for sharing that. Okay, right. Number three, finance when you're uh, selling your house overseas. Uh, all right, this is it's funny because I'm burying this in the middle. This is the big one. Um, all right, finance. We sold a house. Um, as many people who are going to be moving did, just like you and Brian, and. When you sell a house, you need to move money from the States to New Zealand. And there is a right way to do this and a poor way to do this. And once again, I lucked into someone who knew uh, what to do and they saved my butt. But here are some things you need to do. One, you need to be, you need to make sure that your bank has no limit on your transfer amounts. So if you have a personal account, which many of us do, a personal checking account, you might be limited to $25,000 a month. Well, that would take forever if you sell a house, just literally forever. And if you want them to get to change any of that and upgrade your account, guess what? They're going to need verification on your phone. And you you start going in all this. (laughs) Right, right. And, And you screwed that up. So before you move to New Zealand, I highly recommend that once you sell your property and you're sitting on this fat chunk of cash to upgrade your banking account so you can transfer more money over at a time at a better percentage rate. So that is clutch and people don't think about how important it is to upgrade. So you need to think about upgrading your account if you're going to really make the move. That is, you're right as well, because we had a limit on what we were. I think ours was, it wasn't a month, but I think it was something like, 20,000 a day or something and you but like you say if you wait in 10 if you've got 300,000 to bring over you it's going to take you two weeks isn't it or whatever so that's really good advice right right and and with today's property it's it's easily possible that people's homes are selling for over a million um because that's the property value although you know the market's changing all the time but it is a big deal as a matter of fact you do you did remind me i have $25,000 a day for a maximum of three days So I was stuck with $75,000 a month. And if you don't need the money, you get into this weird panic of where you're looking. And you're familiar with this, Liz, because I listened to your podcast of the transfer rate between your country and New Zealand. Mm. And when you see it's good and you can't move the money over, (laughs) you start, you start pulling your hair out. Yeah. Um, And when you see it's poor and it's going the wrong way for you, the same thing happens. So enter stage two of this conversation. Most most established banks in your country will charge you a massive fee. Um, It doesn't look massive. It might be three cents to the dollar 
when you're switching from your currency to New Zealand currency. All right. There is a company that I found in Australia through the help of someone over here in Okura called Tor FX, T-O-R-F-X. And they are not a brick and mortar bank. They specifically work with transferring fees over. And so here's what they do. They charge you no fees and they charge you less on the transaction rates. So Tor FX, even better yet, will call you when it is time to transfer the go. The transfer rates are great. You might want to consider today. You look it up and he goes, thank you so much for the phone call. When you call this company, you get through in the first 30 seconds of the dial. No waiting on hold for an hour and a half. And so what they do is they transfer your currency to the same currency. So if I'm over here in England and I have 500,000 pounds to move, they will take your 500,000 pounds and transfer it to 500,000 pounds with no fee. It's just sitting there. Then they will take that money and go from their in, their um, affiliates over in New Zealand and transfer it over at a much favorable rate. So for someone like me who uh, traded $500,000 in a go, they saved me 35000 American just in their fees and the way they handled it. Massive. So I told them this in TorFX. I told them about your channel and they gave me a link to share with you guys to put up on your, you know, webpage that will give them the corporate transfer rate and save whoever's listening to this a ton of money. And obviously it's good for their business. They're not doing it out of the, you know, pure kindness of their heart, but because I've been through this and I've transferred X amount of dollars, they're giving whoever gets this link that more favorable exchange rate. And I'm telling you, it's a massive amount of change. So having that all set up is huge. So um, we will once we, again. We will go. Oh. On, we will put that link in the description, and if we can, we'll put it along the top because it, thirty-five grand to save thirty-five. I mean, literally, I'm I'm hearing this for the first time. I I didn't I don't know about this company. It's just there are so many out there. But like you say, and you think, oh yeah, it's not much. It's only a couple of cents on the dollar. But if you're transferring five hundred thousand over, or however much you're transferring, that's a whopping amount, isn't it? That you're going to save. It's massive. And once again, you can transfer it over and just wait till they give you the phone call. I was checking daily. I imagine like you and Brian were when you had your money over in England. Um, But I was teaching at school and I got a phone call and they're like, go, go, go. And I I said, what, what's going on? And they said, look at the transfer rates. Look at the transfer rates. And I said, oh my gosh, they saved me far more than $35,000, Liz. I mean, the transfer rate that they found for me at the time they did it, made me another 35 on top of that. It was massive. And so to have a company that you can call up and talk to in 30 seconds time that is solely focused on getting you the best rate. I don't work for TorFX. I'm I'm a teacher, but this find was a lifesaver for my family. Um, And the only reason I was able to transfer so much money over is right before I left the States, I decided to put my mom on one of my accounts just, just in case something happened. And I was able to transfer all my money from the house into that account. She pulled it out into one of her accounts that had a business transfer, and then she shoved it all over. So I was able to just, it's an, I would say also make sure that if you do have someone at home, have someone just added to one of your accounts. You never know when you need to do business back home if you're going to have money back home. 
Yeah, that's really, really good advice. So just to go over this, because this is like I say, this is the first time I've heard this. When how we did it when we were in England, we wanted to transfer money over. We phoned the company, can't remember what they were called, something trading X or something, I can't remember. And that we then had to wait for them to put the money over. But what you're saying is you put all your money into them already. And then when the rate is favorable, they make a phone call. You're at school doing your teaching, teaching your science. And they're like, go, 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 Carl, go on, you know, shift that money. And I bet you felt, honestly, I bet you felt like you were trading the stocks or something like that. I bet you felt. And then they they, they bring it, it over. It was electrifying, Liz. And this is where, once again, I told you my cat, my wife's like, you're like an uncoordinated cat landing on your feet. Because I had the wrong phone number and because my money was locked up, I wasn't able to transfer the money over until October, which happened to be the most favorable exchange rate between the U.S. and New Zealand in almost 15 years. Whoa! So that that delay ended up making our family money just because I screwed up so many other things. But don't don't rely on that kind of dumb luck. Uh, you know, I like, love I'm, that. I love that, Carl. <laughs> That's fantastic. Just like oh, the house. Yeah. Yeah. It, everything just oh everything just fell into place for you it was just but at the time when you're going through it it's like no 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 and then if that hadn't happened then you wouldn't have made that extra money I, I love that I love that story Thank you. yeah I, I mean you've been to my house Liz uh, I, I'll just put this as a side we asked if there were cats in the rental we were going to and they said no but they left the cat door open and our house was infested by wild cats well <laughs> Clark and Chrissy are terribly allergic and because that house was infested by cats, it left us an opportunity to get the house we're in now right down the street. And we we lucked into a better property. So, you know, you got to look for opportunity. But yeah, I, I definitely had a stressful but fortuitous journey here in New Zealand. That's fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. And like I say, I'll put that link in the description because that is major, isn't it? When you bring in bringing money over. So thanks for sharing that, Carl. Right. OK, number four, medicines for your family. Okay, this is a simple one. Um, in regards to medicines, there are New Zealand equivalents, but they're not the same. So, um, for instance, they don't have chewable Benadryl for kids here. Um, they don't have the same anxiety medicines for my wife. Um, she had to wean off her old one and go into a new one. It's not like she's on Xanax or any of the big ones, but the one that she was on, she had to move over. So it is important for you as a person moving to New Zealand to kind of find out whether or not the medicines that your family is relying upon exist in the country you're moving to. Um, and it's a big one. So this is, this is a shorter story, but it, it is important. We had to have people in the States ship us over some medicine um, Chrissy's mom is coming over here in eight days. She surprised us and said, I'm buying a ticket. Um, and we're like, great, bring over, you know, boom, 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 boom. Um, as, uh, as my friend Gemma, who used to live in this house goes, she said she's going to Hong Kong for the holidays so she can get the good drugs. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they come back with loads of what it is they're used to. So just kind of um, buyer beware on this one, do a little research. And if your family is used to a certain type of medication, 
make sure you have that coming in and you have a way to, to grab it um, on the reg. Because they do have, of course, medications in New Zealand, but a lot of them are equivalents and some of them aren't quite what you're used to or may not suit your need. So how would they get, what would you do? Just ship it over or would you just ask it like you've done, ask a family member to bring it over? How would that work? Yeah, right. And you don't, you don't want to have a family member coming over looking like a drug mule, right? <laughs> just these bags of, of meds. You're allowed a certain amount to come over. So, um, you know, Chrissy's mom is bringing over children's Benadryl. She's bringing over NyQuil and DayQuil, which is great if you have a flu. Um, and they'll just bring it over for you. But um, you're allowed to bring, you know, a certain amount without it being questioned. Yeah. And so just just stock up is what I'm saying. Stock yeah. up before you come over. You know, spend the extra $90 per bag to to bring over more stuff with you and just make sure that your family's suited, I would say, for at least six months, if not to a year on your meds. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good advice as well, because on top of everything, and can you just thank Chrissy from me for letting, you know, for agreeing to talk about that, because that's that's super helpful. And um, just thank her from me for, for sharing that, please. But just on top of everything else, moving to New Zealand is, is a huge move and it's stressful and it's a massive upheaval. You do not want to have on top of that, the fact that you're weaning yourself off some medications and going on to a new one, because that in itself is stressful. So yeah, it's a really, really good point, and one I've I, I've never I've never come across. No one's ever said that before. So, thanks, Carl. I just want to share a story with you as well. When Brian's mum and dad were coming over to New Zealand, this is going back ten years. They were coming over to visit us, and Brian's mum phoned me up and she said, um, "You know, I'm, I've I've got a bit of a problem. I'm going to be coming over, but." You see, I use a specific shampoo. And if I use any other shampoo, I get really, really bad dandruff. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, what is it? And she said, it's called Simple. She said, but, and I can get it in. And I'm like, no, actually you can get the brand Simple in New Zealand. And every, everywhere we went, I'd go in the supermarkets and there's all this Simple. And I still think of her now when she says it, you know, it's just, but yeah, that that's an aside. But it, you do, you get used to certain things and medications I know are different than shampoo, but you don't want that no, no, I change. Get you. Yeah, you don't want that change. You you just want to ease into it, don't you? And just not have to have think of that big important thing. So thanks for sharing that. Exactly. Of course, of course. So okay. I guess this brings, brings us to my final point and one that I saved it for last, so if you see the fumes coming off of me, um, you know, I, I didn't want to be heated the whole discussion, but let's seriously talk about shipping your stuff overseas. <laughs> okay. Go. At the time, at the time we're doing this in 2023, um, gas prices and oil prices are insane. Uh, we're coming off of COVID. There are issues all over the world. We decided in August to ship our stuff. Um, at this point in time, we still do not have our stuff. It, um, we were supposed to get it on October 15th. We were seized by American Customs on a random draw, um, which delayed us two months and increased our price by $5,000. And then they just decided to take our shipment on a vacation. It was aimed for Wellington originally, um, the capital of New Zealand. It ended up in Singapore and ended up in China. Then it was heading towards Wellington. They're like, you're going to get your stuff on the 3rd of January. Then mid, they were days away from Wellington and they decided to go to Sydney. 
<laughs> the shipment is now coming back from Sydney and we we don't believe them, Liz. We'll believe it when it pulls up. Um, and then we have to go through um, biosecurity in New Zealand. We've already been told we've been flagged because we brought over Christmas decorations and surfboards and we knew that was coming. Um, so as of five and a half months since we shipped it, we still do not have our stuff. And this is something that a family needs to consider. Are you willing to live on a camping mattress for six months of your life? Um, you've got to eat off plates. You've got to cook on something. So you've just, if you sign up with a company and they say, so for us, they said, here's your stuff. You have a half a container. You can bring 5,000 pounds of goods. Um, this is going to cost you $28,000. I want to use real numbers so people understand yeah, what they're getting into. I appreciate that. We're now... We're now into the $38,000 mark because we were charged an additional nearly $5,000 from U.S. Customs, which they just pass on to the person who has the freight. Um, we're going to be hit by biosecurity and all sorts of other fees. So you need to take a hard look. And I know some members of the Slack group say, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell the airline I'm bringing four additional suitcases and I'm going to airship the rest and I'm calling it a day. And at this point, we kind of wish we did that um, because, I, look, I'm 47. Six months on a camping mattress is not ideal uh, for my back. Um, you know, we've been living four inches off the ground, um, you know, 10 centimeters or 12 centimeters, whatever the equivalent is, right around there. Um, it's been rough, Liz, not yeah. having your stuff. And, and I, you know, we could have re rebought. You could have what rebought. Yeah, we could yeah. have rebought. You know, everyone says um, New Zealand is is really expensive when it comes to consumables, and to some extent, it really is. But once you've been here a while, you realize, oh yeah, this is X amount of dollars. You can literally just ask the person, "Does this ever go on sale?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's going to be on sale soon." And it happens again and again and again in New Zealand. They love their sales, and they're often like. 40% off. Um, so we could have had a bed, we could have had everything but the wardrobe, um, which is hard to replace in that amount of time, and just been done with it. Um, you know, I've been in the same seven outfits, six outfits that I brought from August for half a year now, nearly. It's tough. I, I, I so, just want to, yeah, I just want to say as well that I've been to your house. Like I say, we came to your house at Christmas and I didn't say anything because I'm a polite lady. I didn't want to say anything, but I thought, I thought then I thought, wow, how are you guys doing that? Because you've got a little seven year old, it's a Christmas and it was so sparse. And I just thought, oh, you, you've got nothing, you know, you're not just saying this, you have got, you, you're living on, on a mattress on a floor and so is your son. And it's just... Oh, that that's that's tough, Carl. That's really tough. But what I was going to say is, so if you had gone down the the aeroplane route and bought that extra bag, like they talk about on the Slack group, and they're buying the extra bag and they're going to air, air freight everything else, how much would that have cost? How much would it have cost to do that? This is a good question for the Slack group. Um, I, I haven't I haven't said enough how much the Slack group helped us avoid other mistakes. There are people who have done it. Um, what it comes down to is it depends. If you're going to go the rate way of shipping stuff over from your country, 
you should probably investigate a business account so you can massively lower those costs. Don't just walk into your local UPS or FedEx or wherever your company is. Um, your is it DHL? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is, gonna ship a substantial amount of stuff. Look at getting some sort of business account. I don't know what it would have cost because we would have had to make the hard decision of what it is we were keeping and what we weren't. And at the time we were doing it, we were just coming off of COVID and no one wanted to buy anyone's used stuff. There's kind of like a, I don't know, kind of a trepidation when it came to that. I don't know what it would have cost, but if we had just airshipped over our wardrobes, um, which pound for pound is probably about as expensive as as you can get, you know, clothes can be expensive. It would have probably cost us five to ten thousand dollars versus the the forty we ended up spending. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we would have just bought beds and kind of not been as sparse. And it was kind of you not to say anything, but yeah, you walk through our place. Um, there's no there's no pictures on the wall to speak of. There's no you know, you you sat on bar stools at our counter as opposed to a proper table. Uh, yeah, we're. I mean, uh, I didn't mind Carl because the margaritas were so good. So you know, I let it go just this <laughs> once. <laughs> just ply us with more cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> no, and uh, the other yeah, thing, Clark's I'm always willing to offer. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to ask as well is rewind and tell me what 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 you want about that they that the ship. What was it you said? They stopped you. They they opened all your stuff and and did an investigation. Why? There's always the chance that U.S. Customs Customs will flag you for a random search. We have the, we went through a company, and they. Oh, okay, I can't believe I left this story out. For those of you who are deciding to ship, you need to dedicate a room for them not to touch your stuff. So the way modern day shipping companies work is they send over a crew in a truck, and the crew is five to seven people deep, and they come in. in and they say, let's grab everything. You are not allowed to box anything ahead of time because they need to make a manifest of everything you have. We had computer gear. I had my iPad off to the side and they said, hey, can we take this You know, can we take this iPad? I told the first person no. And I put it in a case. I said, don't touch it. A second person asked, a third person asked. And keep in mind, Liz, they're swarming around your house, wrapping things in plastic and just shoving them on this truck. Well, the fifth person I didn't tell. And they ended up taking my key documents thing and my iPad that had all sorts of things I needed to run my business off of. They also took our vacuum cleaner, which would have gotten us in trouble with uh, biosecurity. And they took a couple other things. And around 10 o'clock that night after that exhausting day, I get an alert on my phone saying, someone is trying to activate your iPad. Turns out the shipping company not only took it, but someone was trying to break into it. No. So way. that night, yeah, this happened. I, I I started writing the person who was in charge. I I went down the next morning. I drove the fifty miles to get to the port. I made them unload, um, and they tried to pretend like nothing had happened, but they put the iPad in the wrong section. I had all the break-in attempts, and for the life of me, I swear that because I made them unpack the truck that they sent me through as a reason to be searched and seized by immigration. That's my. That's my feeling because the odds were like one in 5,000 of being searched. That's what I was told. It's Um, a bit of a coincidence, isn't it? Yeah. So that was the morning before my flight. That's how I spent it down there. Four hours unpacking, pulling my stuff up. So for those of you who are shipping, 
dedicate a room for things you don't want touched and just put a clear label on it saying, keep out. Then when they swarm around your house and inventory and pack everything out, you're assured that your stuff that you want to hold on to is held on to. It's, it's, it's really important. Uh, you, you couldn't make this stuff up. You're, what sort of life have you got? You've just got this, this, this huge big drama going on all the time. No wonder you drink so many martinis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, at the end of the day, would I take back moving to New Zealand? No, it's one of the top three greatest decisions I've made in my life. But man, I could have made the journey smoother. It's going like class five rapids is what my journey feels like. Um, so yeah, so just if you, if you do ship, people who are watching this or listening to this, if you do ship, please be careful. Put the stuff you want to the side. Make sure you understand you're not going to be having it for two months at bare minimum, but the way the world works right now, it's probably going to be four months or more um, and that it's going to be expensive and really give that shipping thought a solid consideration. You know, you've got, you've got Ryan from Auckland, an amazing guest of yours. You talk all the time. He says, ditch it all. Yeah. You've got your husband on the other hand saying, bring it all. Um, and Don't you just got to decide. No one else does. <laughs> <laughs> you just... <laughs> I love Brian. Um, you just got to decide which one suits your family. Yeah. Uh, because it, the, the shipping issue is, is one of the more important decisions you're going to make. And we've got to, I've got to say, Carl, in Brian's defense, you know, we did it, what, 12 years, 14 years ago. There's no way. I mean, we got our stuff. It was here practically two weeks after we arrived. You know, it was just, it, it was so much smoother. And yet I keep hearing these stories in the group about exactly what you're going through, you know, just being held up. And I know COVID and everything like that, but yeah, I, that's why I love having people on that have just been through it because what better advice than that? Yeah. So crystal ball, would I have done things differently? Yeah, I would have done things differently. But despite all the things our family has gone through, the stress of not knowing whether or not my family was ever going to join me in the next 40 months, you know, despite uh, the finance issues we had, the medications, the shipping, it's, it's all been worth it, Liz. Mm. It's, I'd, I'd do it again. You know, it, it's been worth it. But if I can make someone else's journey that much more smooth by, you know, sharing my story, I'm happy to do it. I love that. I love that. And you know what, Carl, we always say, we, when me and Brian always say, when you meet people who've moved to New Zealand, you can tell they've got like this, it, it radiates from them. They've got this, they're going to make it. They are going to stay in this, they're going to really make this country their home and they're going to give everything they've got. And you and Chrissy and Clark, you're just, you are that family. So I oh, thank you. I love as well that all the stuff that you've 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 been through to get it that makes it even better. You know that's that's just makes it. It would have been a bit boring, wouldn't it, Carl? If it had just been all plain sailing and you know you just got over here and it was nice and easy. Who wants that? Hey, <laughs> I, I would have taken a little of it, yeah, just a yeah, little more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been no, bit... but it is definitely one for if you're if you're feeling dull and rude routine in the country you are and you're considering New Zealand and you want to mix things up it'll be an adventure that you never forget oh, yeah I agree I agree Carl and um 
I, I don't want you to go. I don't want you to leave. But I just listen. I just want to say to you, I hope, I sincerely hope, young man, that when you packed your stuff to bring over to New Zealand, you didn't pack some Christmas decorations with pine cones. Tell me you didn't do that. No. And that was one of the, <laughs> the problems I avoided because I listened to your earlier uh, podcast. Everything biological, we took care of. Our tree is artificial. It's it's going to be okay. You know, they didn't have any weapons or drugs to seize on the American side, and we won't be stopped on the New Zealand side, much to the thanks of, of your show. Oh, oh, that's good. Because when you said about the Christmas decorations, I was thinking, please tell me he hasn't brought over any uh, any pine cones. I mean, all that they'll do is just chuck, the, chuck them away. That's what they did to us. They were just like, they rooted all through it and they, they, they threw all those decorations away. But yeah, it's good to pass that knowledge on, isn't it? Yeah, it's, and once again, um, I said it before, I'll say it again. The, the Slack group that you have created, the community of the people on there have all been through this for trying to go through it. And it is immediate and it is helpful and it is real time. And if you're not part of that Slack group, just just do it already. It will make it so much easier. And you really come in with a built-in community. And uh, just, to, just to put a, a fine point on it, um, one of your listeners, um, uh, Adam and Ava, or two of your listeners, rather, when I got here, within six days of being in Oakura, they messaged me, Liz, mm-hmm. saying, um, the the Oakura Medical Doctor uh, Office is now accepting new patients. Get on this. And they got my family, you know, that extra bump ahead on getting doctors that we needed. Mm-hmm. So join the group, people, if you're not yeah. already there. Thank you so much, Carl. Thanks for saying that. And yeah, and and I'd like to reiterate it. It's just, it's a huge source of of, of just a, a comfort and help. And just like I keep saying, it's not an easy thing to do to move to New Zealand. It really isn't, you know, you just, it's emotionally and everything else, all the questions you have, but for me, the biggest thing on there is the is the is the support. You know, the emotional support. I'm a big believer that it's easier to do things if you've got people around you cheering you on and helping you out. And to hear Adam, hear that Adam just does things like that. It's just it's just lovely. So, thank you for saying that. Thank you. And, oh, and thank then, you, and thank you for having me. No, yeah, well, hang on. I'm not letting you go yet. Never mind. Just two secs. Is all the family okay? The, and and Car- Chrissy and. Um, She's, she's, yeah, Christine Clark are doing great. Yeah, the, he's he's settling in and he's happy. I mean, I know he looked very happy when I saw him, but all good. We're doing great. Oh. It's this place, you know. Another time, uh, I'll t- talk to you about the real costs of of living in New Zealand, and and there's so much more to talk about. But to answer your question, we love it here. It is. It's still, it, there's still people. It's still a real place. I don't want to paint the picture that it's some sort of mythical utopia. However, um, the effortless beauty of New Zealand, um, the casual kindness of the people, if you're looking for people who just chat you up on the street and wave, kids riding their bikes in the streets again, you know, just comfort and talking to people, it is, it's a great place. And yeah, we love it here. We absolutely love it here. I am so happy to hear that. Carl B, that's what I call you, Carl B, because <laughs> we had another Carl on the group, so you were always Carl B. So you will always be lovingly known as Carl B to us. Thank you so much. You are an absolute pleasure to have on this podcast. You've got so much energy, so much information. And yeah, I just love having you. So 
thank you. Thank you for being you and for coming on and sharing your tragic mistakes that you made when you were moving to New Zealand. So uh, until it's next been a pleasure. time. Yeah. Okay. I'll speak to you soon. All right. Bye, Carl. Cheers. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. We have loved having you here with us. If you love this week's show, please share this with your friends. Send it to anybody you know that wants to think about moving to New Zealand and get on over here yourself. And tell them how brilliant it is as well. And also, if you haven't signed up for our free five-day video guide showing you what life is like, really like, in New Zealand, then go over to the website and sign up. You are missing out. This is brilliant go over to www.nzahead slash free and we will send you five days worth of videos about what life is like in New Zealand. You are going to love it. So one more time, that website that you need to sign up for the free five-day guide is www.nzahead slash free. So we're going to see you next week. Until then, have a great week and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Say bye again. Bye. Bye. <laughs>